0: You watch those nature documentaries on the cable? Yeah. You see the one about lions? Yeah. Look at this lion. He's the king of the jungle. Huge mane out there. He's laying down under a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big. He's so hot. He doesn't want to move. Now. The little lion cubs, they start messing with him. Biting his tail, biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The lioness, she starts messing with him. Coming over, making trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this. And they start to move in. The jackals. Hyenas. They're barking at him, laughing at him. They nip his toes and eat the food that's in his domain. They do this, and they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder, till one day that lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody, runs like the wind, eats everything in his path. Because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals who he is. It's too late to be scared. It's time to kill. I'll
1: tell you that if there was a third world
2: country in America, the would be right. Would be going to Would be going it's be going situation. Would 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 for
1: sure. Go, they Go the plant uh, uh,
2: they closed those plans. You know that? You know, crack. The, uh, crack. Yeah, they yeah. crack The housing situation. The high-pricing uh, gag. then not the I mean, it's just You know i mean one thing has been destroyed destroyed by by the governor of the state, state. pure and simple, simple. this is not a natural disaster, disaster. this is not a mistake. Really white. to keep it quiet, not, white. White. not from the federal but from the federal not government. government.
3: In the house, I am in the house. What's up, Malcolm Riddle? Look at her; she's full of vigor. She's got juice. No, it's more like anger. Look at her people; she's right. That's right.
4: <laughs> AKA. Yeah, but geared towards myself, not towards
3: any. The African would add it. Well, I'm sure you don't want to get it. I won't. On the MIC, but people, thanks for tuning in to a another episode of American Riddle, and you know mm-hmm. how we, you know how he gets down. Had to bring it in that way. It works. No choice, no choice at all. We just gotta gotta go with the flow, right? Yeah, I can handle that. That's what's up. Um, so yeah, we're we're cutting loose today. I you know the past few podcasts we've, uh, we've talked actually more in the past few. Pretty much this this podcast is is uh, almost evolving into a part Flint, Michigan. Podcast. Oh yeah, there's definitely a lot. I get to get on that mic. It's Sorry. like to to the side.
4: <clears throat> I was just saying, like, it's definitely grown at the Flintstones. The theme, huh? Yes. Yeah. But it's it's current, it's interesting. It's um it's you, you know it's a big part of your life, so I think your son should hear this because he's not
3: living it. Not so, so much him. I mean, he, he doesn't listen to this podcast. He but will.
4: I'm, he will. And I'm just saying, since you are making it for him too, like it's, yeah. But I mean, and it's mem- going down memory lane. You know, I'm sure, and it's they're, they're fascinating stories. I'm not gonna lie. Um, some of them are really funny. Some of them not so much. Some of them are pretty serious. But it's I like that you're bringing awareness to an issue that's been. Around for a very long time in this country, and I think Flint has suffered is a very good example of how m- much suffering can happen in a Western country, or a town, or a city. Or it's an example. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's an example of um, how we can fuck shit up here, real bad.
1: Mm.
3: Well so. said, well said, Mariam Tazi. Mm. The uh, yeah. Well, the the point is, at least. For me, it's not so much to go take a stroll down memory lane as it is to bring that awareness and uh, definitely definitely to highlight what went on and what's still going on. Mm-hmm. You know, that that, that that what's happening throughout America, throughout uh, Michigan, whether it's Flint or Benton Harbor or whether it's in Ohio uh, or Chicago, mm-hmm. you name it. Yeah, Compton, it's not just
4: Flint. It's just that's a good... You have a lot of, you know, firsthand stories, so it's...
3: That uh, and, and the fact that, again, it, 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 the news is only giving the people, they're just hitting the surface. As usual, though. They're just giving yeah. you the... And, and the politicians are just, just 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 getting getting mixed up just so they can be on the news, so they can be in the forefront of the conversation to show that they are handling... Uh, a crisis yeah you know what i mean handle and, and please and, use air quotes for that yeah at and least i do it's a uh so yeah and, and it's also there's a personal side to it because you know like i said i've i've, I've been in i've been in the mix since di- you know day one since you know, i mean especially since the 80s and um mm-hmm. uh, going into the 90s and 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 the fact is throughout that time other generations have you know come and and grown up and and suffered and had their share of challenges yeah. and not only that their voices muted mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah silenced so that's you know that's the reason it's not like and also it's not like you know there's a lot of people that that do you know or that will hear this podcast but the few like i said before the the, the ones that do the one the people that are paying attention the people that are seeking out uh, different, uh, you know, forms of media or, or attention that's going on in the world. You know, we'll find this podcast and others, and you know, they'll, they'll hear these stories. And like you said, so, some of it's a good, the bad, the ugly. But uh, you know, that's that's, that's a,
4: truth. That's all truth.
3: That's life. Yeah, that's life. So speaking of that, we have uh, we do we we're, we're getting on the on the on the horn, on the blower. You know what I mean? On, you don't like that, huh? No. You, you don't like... Th- yeah. <laughs> she winced, people. <laughs> Licked up in the air, too, and held the post. <laughs> Didn't like that one. Oh. The phone. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. We got Andre Pringle. So Dre, a.k.a. Dre, as we know, uh, know him by, uh, grew up in Flint, Michigan. Same time, he's... Uh, uh, older than I am, he was in my older brother's class. Okay. Uh, but they were part of that whole martial arts scene. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I got people coming up to me right now, straight up. I got people coming up to me right now talking about Jewelry World, <laughs> talking about uh, Chinese outfits, If that's if those stories are true, right? <laughs> people are coming up to me, young cats in their 20s, you know what I mean? they're 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 coming up to me trying to say you know fascinated by 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 these stories and uh no I, I mean it's no exaggeration you <laughs> That's know it's great though i it's love that it's no exaggeration at all <laughs>
4: <laughs> which blows my mind but i no. believe it i don't don't get me wrong i am convinced i know that this is true it's just when you first mentioned it a long time ago i was uh and I, was, I, I was shocked, you and I, know, I, was, and like, I can't couldn't er, I, imagine it. And when I saw the pictures, I saw the proof, I heard the stories. So it's a, you know, it was a movement <laughs> in your hood.
3: Well, it wasn't just mine. It, 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 it Let me just clarify that it wasn't just my hood. It wasn't just in Flint, Michigan. This, no, was, this was throughout the nation, right? New York City probably had it popping off, you know, New York and... I can only speak of the East Coast, uh, but I'm pretty sure any any major city, from the the from I mean just from the inception of Bruce Lee, yeah, you know what I mean no, from I that time from period yeah. on. That was that that right there was the influence. That's not a bad thing. Uh, That's great. I and then just- then it grew from there. But brothers, it was it just I'm just
4: just the combination that and then the Prince and everything. It's just the whole package. I is-
3: don't know how that fused together. <laughs> I don't know how that fused together, but in Flint, Michigan, it did. It it was it was one went with the other. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's amazing. It just went hand in hand.
4: So was he part of this as well, or was he was was part of
3: the? He was definitely part of the martial artists in the hood. I don't ever remember. I don't remember Dre dressing like or having (laughs) hair like Prince. Okay. At any point in time, but I know his crew was. I think okay. Dre, the way I looked at him back in the day, he was he he was, you know, he was the sensei. He was like the grandmaster ah, okay. of them all, the sage. You know what one. I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was he he was he was he Got was it. the elder of the tribe, and you know, every, anyone had to and everyone. Respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was bigger and, and badder than everyone else. And you know what I mean? Remember, he was just he was Diesel. So I mean, so it was just it, there was no way around, I, There's no way I can just describe it. I mean, let's just. Let's just let's just mix it up with him. Let's get him on the on the horn and uh, let's just hear it from him direct. How's that? Sounds good. All right, let's do it. Yeah, Flintstones.
5: What up, M? Got me back at it, man. It's for you, baby. Riddle films. Ha <laughs> Let's get it. Yo as I ride through these ice-cold pothole streets Halo burgers on my mind, yo, I need something to eat You see my stomach spin growling for a couple of days A decent uh, nine-to-five is hard to find around my way, But I'm a certified G, yeah. so I know how to hustle uh-huh. Keep my head above water, yo, and stay out of trouble Mama tells me that I should take my ass back to my Get a degree, cause that's the only chance, chance that, that I got But I'm a hard-headed Negro, uh, rather smoke weed, yo yeah. As a young boy scout kicked out from being a blow. I don't like a lot of structure I'd be the first to admit it uh-huh. Now pass me that 40, yo And let me hit it The this place in paradise My friend is in the shoes of a real Flintstonian Every day is like rolling the dice So that's the life of a real Indeed. My situation
1: is not so nice But that's the price just to be a Yeah. You gotta really be about that life Just to survive
3: with these
5: crazy Flintstones
3: What's up, brother? What's happening? Dre, you're you're, you're live and direct. You know what I mean? We're coming from studio right outside of Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. You're on American Riddle. I got my co-host. I got my co-host with the most. Uh, Hi.
4: Hey, hey.
6: What's
4: up?
3: We got it. That's Miriam Tazi, the African with attitude, (laughs) a.k.a. AWA. And uh, <laughs> and you know me, you know how you know you know you already know my Git Town. Yes, sir. So we were just setting yes, it up. Sir. We were just setting it up. We were talking about we, we opened this top of the show talking about Flint, Michigan, and you're aware of uh, you know you're aware of this this little podcast that we have, and we we talk about various subjects, uh, and we make right. light of things, uh, especially certain aspects about growing up in Flint, Michigan. But the reason why I've been talking so much about Flint, Michigan, is because there's a lot of cities. Uh, that are suffering, you know, in, yeah. the, in the U.S. and all over the world. But, but you know, I'm speaking more so here in the U.S., especially Flint, Michigan. And, right. I, you know, I've been telling cats much younger than I, uh, much younger than us. You know, they're in their right. 20s. I've been telling my son, he's in his teens, that these stories that you see, these aren't new and, and what they're telling you on the news is basic, it's not even the cliff notes, yeah. you know what I mean? Nah. It's, it's not even coming close to, you know, what it what it's like, you know, forget about what it was like, but, you know, what it has been like for every generation growing up uh, in Flint, Michigan. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, again, we've made light of the different, you know, parts of growing up in Flint. Of course, mm-hmm. I've talked about. You know the the our generation's affinity, at least part yeah. part of the generation's affinity with Prince <laughs> and the martial arts oh. scene, right? <laughs> I yeah. always
4: laugh at this. I'm and, sorry. It yeah, Mar- <laughs> never Mar- gets
3: old yeah, ever. Mary, Yeah she. She has always found it hard to believe, but I've had several guests on the show, and they've confirmed right. they've confirmed about the Disciples of Prince and the same right. disciples that would study the martial arts. So you can confirm that this exists.
6: Uh, yeah. It was uh, Saturday morning, Kung Fu from 9 to 2, and then on the weekends... Uh, there was uh, somewhat dance battles. There was the Prince Um Not so much wearing the purple, but maybe uh, doing like the the little ready for the world Jerry Curl styles, and, uh, and or trimming your mustache like Prince or, or whatnot.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah.
6: For those of us that could grow it.
3: Yeah, the must. The, yeah. the mustache was a key component, right? Because you had brothers. Yeah. I, I haven't even talked about that part of it. They had, br- there were brothers with the handlebar mustaches like Prince. You know what yeah. I mean, and they would trim it to perfection. Yeah, like yeah. like, and then then have like you said, you you even hit it right on the head. The ready, it was like ready for the world was like they they. Almost Prince, but not quite. You know what I <laughs> not mean? Not quite. It was a version. Not quite. It was a version of yeah. it. But, but who wasn't in that era? Any singer, you know, whether it was Sheila E., Madonna, you know, yeah. Vanity, yeah, Vanity everyone. Prince, uh, he, it did influence that. Even, even, hey, even Dr. Dre. Even Dr. Dre. Yeah. And uh, what, was, what was his crew uh, called? Uh, the. Uh, what was it? Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Podcast-itis all of a sudden. World-class Wrecking oh, Crew. The, yeah. world, the world-class Wrecking Crew. If you don't know it, Google yeah. it, right, for the <laughs> listeners. Yeah, because he, he had, uh, didn't he have
6: like a silver glitter doctor's jacket
3: he'd he wear? Yeah, <laughs> man. They, they, even, they even showed it on, they even hit on it lightly, lightly yeah. in the movie straight out of the Compton. They didn't go too deep yeah. into it, but you can Google world-class Wrecking Crew, Dr. Dre, and you'll see the influence that Prince had at that time yeah. on everyone, everyone,
6: everyone, yeah, everyone, because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was it was either Prince or Bruce Lee,
4: yeah, or both, or both. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm understanding. <laughs> so,
6: or both.
1: <laughs> yeah,
6: I mean, down to you know the the different uh, mannerisms and phrases from from the movies. You know, just just clowning around, and you know, it's like, uh, what what was the one? Um, from Enter the Dragon, when when he he asked uh, the white dude if he wanted some tea, and it's like, would you like some tea, Mister like, White?
3: Yeah, Mister Mister Braithwaite. You know? Yeah, yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or you know, even Prince, the the looks that he would give. It was yeah. like if somebody was clowning you, you'd give him that print look, you know, <laughs> you like, make your eyes big and you know. Pump
3: your lips out and kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, This is true. Really? And it would scare other people? It wouldn't scare them. No, it, it, it was just... it Because, I mean, it,
4: that's not... You would... Scary. It's like, do you want to take me to bed? I mean, that's Prince, you know? Any look that's going to be like Prince, it's like, I'm going to jump you. Let's go. You know? So, I'm not really sure it was the right context, but I'm learning. I don't, I'm learning. I don't,
3: I don't make up the rules of the streets <laughs> or the guidelines. <laughs> <American Yeah. talking. laughs>
4: okay, it just
1: was.
3: All I'm saying is it, it, it exists Listed, and Dre here is uh, is confirming it. And yes, you're right. Those looks, yes. the stares. It doesn't matter if it was if it was someone talking smack or if you were trying yeah. to be seductive in front of, in front of a, a, a woman. You would give. Yeah. It, I never gave that look. You know what I mean. I wasn't no. part of that crew. But uh, I re- I remember, and and I'll use the word. I remember a lot of your disciples that hung around you. And I described you coming into the show that you were more of the ringleader of not not Prince Disciples but of that martial arts scene. I just remember – I remember just distinctively growing up and I'd be – like I said, I would be DJing. We were just b-boying, you know right. what I mean, trying to – just trying to trying to suck up as much knowledge as we could at that time in hip-hop and right. have – that movement in Flint, Michigan, the Flint, Michigan and Detroit hip-hop scene. But I I remember you, well, my brother and his crew, and they would just be doing the mannerisms or going through the motions (laughs) of whatever, I can't I don't remember the book, but it was a manual that Bruce Lee made, and it would have all the moves. And that that was the guy. He
6: had a couple of them. I think Trey had the red and black uh, paper bound one I forget what it was called because there was like the Tao yeah. uh Jeet Kune Do and then there was uh, Bruce Lee's Gung Fu there was uh, the way of the intercepting fist there was there was all kinds but I oh, think Trey had the one that was red and
3: black there was no internet so there was no, no internet. So there was just, the, there were just those manuals and that's what the, because yeah. I don't, I don't remember any dojos. I don't remember any real grandmasters up, no. up in Flint, Michigan, any training facilities. You know what I mean? I can't, Yeah. I don't remember like, like today, you know what I mean? I know I spent a lot of money, you know, my son growing up at the Taekwondo right. and I drop him off, pick him up, you know, hour and a half later. There was none of yeah. that. There was none of that. So I'd, I'd see right. I'd, I'd see my brother and some of his friends be out on one side of the porch, practicing or outside, yeah. and then I'd see you know we'd be on the other one listening you know with the boom boxes, and we'd be doing right. our thing wearing Kangos and, and Adidas sweats. <laughs> what a contrast! So yes. it, it just it, it was just all merging together.
1: Awesome.
6: Yeah. Now to, to backtrack a little bit, it's funny that uh, you would say uh, my disciples because. I just recently. All these years, I just recently, like within maybe a couple months ago, found out that I was looked up to like that.
3: No, I'm telling you, when you if when, if you go, <laughs> hey, we opened the show. You 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 weren't on the on the horn yet, but when I opened the right. show, that's how I described you. I said, I mean, straight up, it was there was there was there was a, uh, you know there. There was a, a tier, a, a leadership. There was, you know, there was a group right. of you guys, right? And, right. And, and Pring was always the man. You, you were bigger than everyone. I, know, I remember that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you were bigger and you were stronger. And the respect level in the hood from our neighborhood on over to your right. neck of the woods. Yeah, that was the top of the top right there. I mean, it didn't get, didn't get any, any, any bigger than that. Right, straight now,
6: up. and where I, where I got I I guess I can say my tutelage from uh, indirectly, and some of these names you might not even remember. Uh, there was a brother named R.S. R.S. Wynn, and he had a younger brother named Raymond Wynn.
1: Yeah.
6: Uh, now R.S. was like he was the Jackie Chan of the neighborhood when I was coming up.
3: He had skills.
6: Yes. The dude was bad. But now, somebody who was badder than him, that to this day, I wish I had his brother's skills. And he's still practicing. uh, Is Jay Bois. Yeah. That brother, he he beat me up a couple times, man. I ain't going to lie. He beat me up a couple times. That brother was, his hands were so fast. And I was known for having quick feet. Yeah. And usually my my kicks were just as fast as, as a punch. And I couldn't hang with it. I could not hang with this dude.
3: But where did they get their skill from? Was that just just, just natural hood strength? You know what I mean? Um, just naturally. From what
6: I, under, from what I understand, RS uh, was self-taught. Yeah, And see? his was natural hood strength. J.D. Boyce was uh, it was a combination because we used to have an underground boxing gym in the hood that nobody really knew about. And Jay used to box. Um, he took martial arts, like a bunch of different kinds of martial arts. So um, right now he's actually, I think he's either in France or Italy, where he's teaching Thai boxing. Like he has like a fitness um uh, Studio where he, he teaches it more or less for um, fitness than self-defense. But the brother does Thai boxing. He does um, some other stuff. Um, I think it's called hapido.
3: Yeah.
6: Um, he, he's bad with sticks, uh, staff. His brother can use a sword. I told you. And <laughs> he, he inspired me to, to keep going. Now, and and to regress a little bit more from that, As far as not seeing any dojos or any schools in the hood, I had a a partner of mine named uh, Alonzo Bell. Alonzo, his father, and um, his brother had a school, a Taekwondo school, and they used to teach at Stewart School Gym. And because I didn't have the funds, you know, to, to take the classes, because we were friends, his father allowed me to sit and watch. So I took everything I remembered and I'd go home and practice <laughs> to the point where I was far with Alonzo. And he couldn't believe how good I was just by taking that stuff and applying it on my own. Yeah. And and then also me being in the sports, <laughs> so I had the flexibility uh, and the discipline. Uh, to be able to do it. But my only reason for doing it is because after I did it, it's like, okay, I can do this. And just being that, I just wanted to see if I could do it. And I could do it. And that's why I I kept going with it, because I was able to do it. Yeah. Not to protect myself, you know, not to show off. It was just I was able to do it. So I, I, I wanted to see if I could do it, and I could. And I just took it to the level the next level or any level I could take it to. That's what I did. So uh those were the cats that inspired me more so uh than R S was Jay. Uh that brother was he was a funny cat, he was smart. Um and that was for him to be um as slim and 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 small as he was, that brother was strong.
3: Yeah, and that was really a lot. Strong. I mean there was there was a lot of different Different, different people, and and and, and like I said, mo- uh, most neighborhoods have a group of of talented individuals. Whether it's martial arts or basketball, football, whatever the, the said sport is, and it's it's pretty much genetics and self taught. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some you know they've watched yeah. something on television, but but you know in this in this case, I mean it it it, it ran rampant in the 80s yeah it was it, it was just it was yes. it went hand in hand and some cats you know what i mean dressed up they had the martial arts outfits on <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure you owned one too <laughs> maybe i mean
6: actually actually i thought i looked stupid in it
4: so
3: yeah. i
6: didn't
1: mm-hmm.
3: the
6: only thing i did have was the 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 uh karate shoes with the cotton bottom
4: <laughs> the ones that you can't hear on rice paper, right? yeah
6: yeah <laughs> because yes. there's two kinds yes. yeah, you, that's what and, I learned uh, on one of
4: our recent podcasts,
6: so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so once I got a little bit of change, I found uh the martial arts spot downtown on uh South Saginaw, yeah, and I went and got a pair of those shoes.
3: Jewelry world
6: which makes no
3: <laughs> sense yes. yes, jewelry world. Of course, jewelry world. That's what you get. That's where you get the legit. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So I mean, (laughs) you know, it it, it, it just it just went hand in hand, and it was yeah. It's fascinating because you know when you think about it, how do you how do you think that that helped you, uh, you know, to navigate through the dangers? Why don't you talk? Just talk to me a bit about the, the the dangers of just growing up. In Flint, at least from your perspective, at that time,
6: wow. Well, to hit on what you uh, were initially going to say is how it helped me navigate. Was it? It's like you, you took on that persona to the point where, it, as far as a martial arts, it made you think different. Yeah, because you know, like especially the discipline and being able to do certain things. It was like. Um, you wouldn't hang out with certain people, you wouldn't go certain places, or even if you did hang out with those people and went to those places, there's certain things you wouldn't do because it was a, a an unspoken ethical code that it was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, just because of what you were involved in, and it was, even though it was so rampant in the 80s, it was still so different because it was, it was concentrated you know, a certain group of people, certain area, and then that was it. So either you got people that laughed at you, and talked about you, or you got people that admired you, you know, because of what you were doing. Now, the stuff that I saw growing up, a particular situation, I remember uh throwing a football in the street. And a couple houses down, I heard an argument. And believe it or not, it was a pimp slapping somebody up that owed him money. And he hit this dude so hard, he knocked him up on top of the roof of the car. Mm. And I'm tripping like, you know, they're they're like literally blocking the street. And the street that I was on is um, on, um, it was between... Lippincott and Pengree on Mayberry. Yeah. But it was closer to the Lippincott side, um, or actually across on the Lippincott side closest to the lake. But even though that's quite a distance, it was so loud, you know, I could still hear it, it's hear everything that was going on.
3: pimp hand was strong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And me- then the
6: same same dude. Yeah. Malcolm same same dude ended up. A- uh the same day, actually, but later on, shot somebody in the foot down at that same area.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I mean a lot of work. That's a it's a, yeah. <laughs> pimping ain't easy. You know? No, and it was real. Yeah, it was it pimping in definitely real. <laughs> pimpin' in Flint, Michigan was a a big not really a, it wasn't it was a part of my childhood growing up pimping was i mean we you knew about pimps they were in in the neighborhoods even even you know on our our, my side and the south side of course the north side the north side was a little bit more notorious notorious um yeah uh than the south but no one was free of of then no one was void of what was going down in flint michigan and i remember the pimps i remember the finger waves the fur coats oh man yeah you know I remember the pimp used to come to my neighborhood right, and he would roll uh-huh. up There was a couple pimps that we used to roll up um but one of them would come up and I told this story on a podcast where he'd watch you know I'd watch his car he'd, he'd pay he'd throw a couple bucks my way, come by whatever he'd yeah. hang out older cat right but uh yeah. I'd wax his car and he would leave. I don't know if you remember this but but back in the day they uh-huh. would they would Brothers would drive around with the wax still on their car. You remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 Why? Yeah, I don't know what it meant. I don't know what the significance to this. I I never could understand it. I never knew either.
6: Because from what I was told, after you put it on, you need to take it off. You don't let it sit.
3: Even I knew that as a kid. But in Flint, that was like.
4: You got to like buff it out. I don't know.
3: it 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 was hood rich or something. I don't know. To drive around with the wax on your car. All day, interesting. Like, Maybe but, they
4: wanted it to seep in so that it yeah, gets but, real
3: shiny. Yeah, but so does the dirt and the, the grit. Yeah,
4: that, no, that's not good because then yeah.
3: But it pretty. was it was it was a thing. So I would I would wash this car, I'd wax it, and then you come back and yeah. you know I would take it off or whatever, and I get a look, get some paper, and I would take get, take that money and go up to uh, Nick's records and tapes uh, on Dort uh, Highway, uh, and that's yes. where I would get my Nick's uh, records and tapes. Yeah, I would get my vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, I would get my vinyl from there, but. Uh, yeah, just um, just you know, just navigating through the uh, the turmoil of the or the stress of Flint, Michigan. I mean, do you remember? You know, out. I mean, just the the pimp the the pimp story alone. You know, that's a that's a big one. But I mean, yeah. you, you guys, one of the things about your crew, like like we were always in the streets, just because just yeah. be boying and and djing and. And and the MCs and stuff. We just had to go hood to hood and battle and do do stuff. So we was always. But you guys would show up. Your crew would show up like at mainly the dances, and you guys yeah. would be at the games. Like because you you played football, right? Yeah, where'd yeah. you play football at?
6: Uh, shoot, man, I played. Uh, you played McKinley. McKinley. It started. Yeah. It started at McKinley because. Um. Let me see, because we didn't have, like here in California, it was called Pop Warner, yeah. where the little kids put on pads. So sixth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, we were only flag football. But I, I played sports uh, from elementary all the way to the high school. So the pads didn't come in until seventh grade. And then um, that was influenced by the older cats in the neighborhood because I don't know if you remember, when we play football in the street the street the concrete was was touched. yeah but the grass the no, little grass you was know,
3: yeah you get you get you get hit all day and day <laughs> and, and and pray so to if god you got hit yeah
6: if you got hit off of that grass and hit the concrete I mean, that that was a part of the game
3: all the time Oof. all the time and and you yeah. would believe me, man. You would those games meant the world. Like I mean, you'd be ready yeah. to cry if you lost. Like your yeah. your night because we played till it dark, till it was dark. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So so yeah, you we'd be running the sidelines, and there's a little patch of grass, and then there's a sidewalk. So you touch yeah. that grass, you it's fair game. <laughs> it's yeah. It's fair game. Yeah. So I mean,
6: so now be, because of those games, a lot of the older kids were asking. Uh, the younger ones, uh, me included, if we were going to play with pads when we had the chance.
1: Yeah.
6: And I really didn't know because the only football I really knew as far as pads and helmets was, you know, what I saw on TV. So when So when I did, you know, finally get to McKinley, seventh grade, I decided to, to try it out. And... For me, this 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 is what ran through my head. Playing with the older kids, I used to get rocked, yeah. always banged and bruised up. Now, I got on pads.
3: Yeah. You can't hurt me. Yeah, you're like a tank now. You're protected.
6: So that and that's that was my um my my thought process going into playing with pads. It's like, ooh, I can go at you. As hard as I want and no matter how hard you're coming at me, I might feel it a little bit, but you really can't hurt me. So I oh man, I, I took that as far as I can go. I every time I I could make a tackle, I tried to hit as hard as I could.
1: Yeah. Um
6: and not knowing it because I wasn't you know, I never bragged or boast about anything, but um a lot of people said and told me that I hit pretty hard, but now I've been hit by cats, and I've seen other cats that hit way harder than me. And I'm gonna give you some names that you probably know. Roberto
3: Baco. Yeah, he's hardcore. He's he's I, I've, I've I've seen him, I've seen him in the streets with his hands, and that brother was 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 like Mike Tyson. So yeah, that yes. that, that, that that he was he, he's he is the real deal, no doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah.
6: another brother that. Um, I looked up to, and I enjoyed playing next to, uh, especially uh, our senior year with Lester Liston. Yeah. That brother, he he was the only one that I ever played against that, like, rung my bell. When we hit, like, I'd hear sirens in my head. He was the only one that could do that. But he is one of the reasons that, you know, I aspire to hit even
3: harder. Yeah, it was, it was, it was that time. Like I said, there was, there were differences. There were there were okay. Yeah. When well, you, I'm going to just go back just for a second. You're talking about right. a, You're talking about an inner city, and this again, this isn't a new story. Inner city that didn't even have the money for what's now known as pop Warner, right? Right. You, you, there's pads. Right. There's everything that you need. But there was nothing. So a little a child growing up in Flint, Michigan, then would only see it on TV. And that was yeah. his own, their only connection to uh, the sport itself. Um, right. It, it, there were no – there are no programs. Again, I, I, I joke about it. There's no dojos. There are no grandmasters. Yeah. There are no um, – <laughs> you know, there's no football or basketball, you know, uh, outlets. You just have to play right. in the streets and make the best of it until you got to a grade that, you know, if you were lucky – but I, I remember coming up, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, you, you, you mentioned Bacos, yourself, uh-huh. uh, Marcus Moore. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, the, you, you, guys, you guys pretty much ran the school, you know what I mean, uh, in a way where it wasn't threatening. It wasn't, you know, us against you guys, but, but it, was, right. it, was, it was a very disciplined manner where there was a city full of chaos, let me tell you everyone's everyone's yeah. re, everyone's heard stories about Flint, Michigan. Everyone's you know get granted, we're talking and, and and again each side no matter which side of Flint, Michigan, Michigan you you're you're talking about, north side, south side, whatever. Uh right. the same amount of stress is there. The pimp, yeah. the pimp and the gangster is still on both sides, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the those walls are closing in on you, but I remember you guys carrying yourself and I mean some of you brothers wore suits to school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. My, my, uh, my, um, a lot of cats in that in that group. <laughs> you guys will wear suits, which I just thought was odd. But <laughs> it, they, that's just how they carried themselves.
6: Yeah, that's like. Um, uh, I was told. with Jerry curls. If um, like to to present yourself, your the first impression. Like, um, I, I, even recently, going to a couple meetings, um, a guy that I, I look up to is actually, uh, he's neither uh, from Flint nor from California, but I met him here in California. His name is uh, Larry Monk. And he's actually the um, the nephew of the late, great Thelonious Monk. Yeah. Uh, the jazzed, uh piano player. But oh, he,
3: yeah, we know.
6: He, he taught me. He was like, even if you're not involved, he was like, present yourself like you are involved, meaning in the business world. So I would wear, like now, it's like you, you wear a certain tie, not necessarily a suit, but you put a tie on. And because we've been programmed in the corporate world, it's like they, they look at, even though you still could be a hood dude, you got on a suit and tie, it's like, you know, you, you flip the game on them a little bit. They don't yeah. know how to take you, but I remember Trey. Yeah, my brother Trey. Yes, first time I met him, um, he had on Stacy Adams. Yeah. He had on like a gray.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: double double breasted. Yeah, double breasted. <laughs> yeah, suit. yeah. Like the and waiter. The
6: first time looked, yeah, and I'm like, like, <laughs> like, what is he doing? Like, is this
3: the principal assistant? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what's up with this? An the attaché case. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those dudes. And then them dudes was like, he serious. He go me to go to school, to,
1: to,
6: high school, Because like I, I started wearing, um, that was that was hot back then. The dress shoes, Giorgio Brutini.
3: Yeah. Yeah, these brothers and had I, shoes on. Wait, wait, wait. You guys, you guys really need to listen to this. They're in the hood, right? We're, okay, everyone, if you went to, to, to s the Southwestern, uh-huh. right, in the 80s, everything was broken down, you know, in sections. It was very somewhat segregated, but yeah. it was like a, a melting pot because you had, uh, with us, you had all, any B-boys lined up and you would all line up on the wall. No one would crack yeah. a smile, right? Nope. You know, yeah. nope. Yeah, no, you don't. You just, you would line up. Every morning, you just stand there in your stance. A lot of yep. uh, bomber jackets, a lot of starter jackets, hoodies. Members, members only jackets. <laughs> <laughs> g- He's like, yeah.
4: don't forget. Yeah, well,
3: yeah, we're going a little, a little far back for you now. I was trying to keep it. I was trying to keep it fresh. But yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was probably a couple of those, uh, no doubt. Uh, but uh, and then you had. You know, dudes in suits. I mean, you had you had a couple cats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just you know, even if they didn't wear a suit, I know I know a lot of the people that play football. They just the the presentation was tight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh,
6: Joe Joe Carter.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was a guy. This is an interesting story. I, I think I've talked about Joe a couple times on the on the podcast where <clears throat> I didn't know him intimately or as personally as everyone else, but. At that time I was a teenager. I couldn't figure out which way was up. I was still trying to find myself. I was still trying to trying to make my way and it was chaos all around me. Even even yeah. even even in, 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 in school amongst my set. There was the pressure at that time was great on me and he was one of the yeah. one dudes where he would he would he would acknowledge me, he would speak to me, yeah. and he would make me feel welcome. He was that dude. Yeah. He was that dude, right? I didn't know him. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I didn't. You guys play football with him. Uh, you right. guys knew him in a, in a definitely. I knew. I got to know Bacos a little bit and Marcus, yeah. um, but uh, uh, I, I I did not know Joe Carter outside of there were plenty. I mean, just think about it. I, I think about myself at that time period and and just trying to f- find myself and fit in and just the ups and downs and then just being in the hood. And I remember, yeah. I remember this dude, anytime I saw him, you know what I mean? He would just give me the, even if it was just a nod, I would be like, uh-huh. you know, you, you all right, you good. You know what I mean? And he wouldn't say in, yeah. in those words, it was different words then, but it made yeah. me feel, I, I could almost feel like at peace, right? When he made yeah. eye contact and I didn't, I did not know him. Like I said, it was just, just the energy. Uh, maybe you yeah. can. Maybe you, you can, because people are probably listening. Like, who, uh, who's who's Joe Carter? Why don't why don't we why don't we go into how you guys knew each other and who who Joe Carter um, you know was to uh, Flint and Flint Southwestern.
6: Well, Joe and I, uh, I, it seemed like we had been friends forever, because I really can't remember how we met, but our relationship. Uh, Got closer uh, once we got to uh, southwestern. We, we 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 bonded a little bit more. But Joe had that spirit that where even if you didn't know him, you would gravitate to him because of the type of cat that he was. He always uh, even if you didn't ask, you you wouldn't even know he's around. If he saw you needed help, he'd approach you. And a lot of times he wouldn't even ask if you needed help. He would just help you. So if you dropped your book yeah. and he was there, he would just start picking them up. He wouldn't ask you if you needed help. Um, excellent dude to to play ball next to. Um,
3: and you guys want to play football?
6: Yeah, yeah. He Joe wasn't a, a basketball guy. He wasn't a track guy. He was he was uh, he was on the weightlifting team we were both on the weightlifting team and we both played ball together um very modest and humble type cat that to me he was it was a little bit too excessive i think he he could have opened up a little more but um our relationship was like we were so close that if i went over his house and he couldn't leave because he had chores i helped him finish his chores so he could get out the house
1: yeah
6: so, he, so we could go kick it and he would do the same thing for me. So there's many a times where he's cutting the grass, but he needed to trim the bushes. So I'm like, dude, go trim the hedges. I'll cut the grass or, you know, vice versa. Um, and then, um, I don't know how active his parents were in the community, but I mean, his mother and father were, Man, I—I I mean, I—I I have a, a loss of words as far as how cool his parents were. Yeah, not I'm not to say that they were any more cooler than my parents or anyone else's parents, but it was just that—I mean, the—the—the the, the vibe that Joe gave off was the same vibe that came off from his parents. Yeah, they so were. You know, that's—that's that's where it came from. Yeah, I got to spend time uh,
3: with—I got to spend time with them. Um, uh, you know, more than a—I a, guess a decade ago. Yeah. Um, and and we talked and yeah they they definitely very very welcoming people very uh you know yes. I mean you're in a blue collar city they you know they you know both parents very nice church going um yes. you know and and the same thing I can say about your you know the coach uh, coach Jack um, oh, That yeah. coached you guys. Yeah. I mean, he had, he, 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 was telling me all these stories, but, uh, back, backtrack a little bit and talk about your relationship with coach Jack and, and you and Joe, um, you know, being oh, under that specific. Cause when you, when you see movies about, you know, re, like, remember the Titans and, and you, oh, see, yeah. and you see all these different coaches, right? Um, yeah, yeah I think, and I, I didn't, I, believe me, I didn't play any sports. I just know right. the stories about Jack and his yeah. influence on his students. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what was that like? He,
6: th- given the respect as a coach, um, he came off more than a coach. You know, he was like that uncle. Or, he cared. Uh, that father figure that most cats. You know, at that time, playing sports, didn't have in the home. But it's like, well, not saying, but he, man, his anger, it's funny because when he got angry, it was funny. But we knew when to take him, you know, when he wasn't playing kind of thing. Always soft-spoken, never really yelled. Kind of thing, but we knew is like okay, he he ain't playing, you know. We gotta we take this dude serious. So it was a level of respect, um, unspoken, that we all gave him. Uh, some guys I know, you know, not mentioning any names, would you know talk trash about him behind his back. That he didn't know what he was doing, uh, but those were the cats that really didn't have a love for the game. And even at that age, you know, a lot of us understood more than some, uh, what was needed, you know, to, to play and, and what was expected of us from a coach. And it's like, you're a player, not a coach. So, you know, we already had a certain level of respect for him, but he was, he would take us and individually talk to us about our grades. Um, uh, well, how is stuff going on at home? Um, If we had a football camp and somebody couldn't pay for it, there's a lot of times he would come out of his pocket and pay for it. And then finding out these different things about him is like made you, as a player, um, love playing for him or a cat that was like that. Um, And he he loved to clown around and joke and have fun. So it was like how some coaches are not – they're not – accessible as far as on an intimate level, other than being a coach player or a teacher student. It was like, you know, you, you could get at him, You could talk to him. Uh, you could clown with him. You could joke with him. So it it was more than just a coach student, um, uh, relationship or even cause he was also the math teacher. And uh, so it was more than just a teacher student relationship. Um, and then he and Joe Carter being so close and Joe and myself being so close it was like i had a relationship with with coach jack that was more because i was i was so quiet and inverted it was like he was coach jack was more um i'm gonna say into me but he was like what's the word I'm looking for he was uh,
3: you guys shared a bond I mean it was yeah but it, it was it was a little bit more open on his end sure than
6: my end you know because you know I was like, I was just a quiet dude yeah you know and and there's a lot of stuff that back then I could have done I could have said and it made me even appear more quiet and shy because there's certain things I didn't do because I actually I I guess you could say bit the bullet. I didn't, you know, voice my opinion all the time. I didn't react a certain way to certain things. Uh, You know, uh, the the typical hood reaction, I kind of held it in. and, And me thinking right now, there's many a fight that I broke up at Southwestern. There's many people that I saved from getting beat up at Southwestern. You know, and, but I I didn't look at it as me being tough or, you know, or trying to portray a persona of being better than somebody because like I said earlier, there's a lot of stuff I didn't even know until um, a year ago or even a couple months ago um, talking to people that I'm still keeping in touch with, that went to s with me, that was sharing stories with me that I had no idea people thought about me in that particular way, you know, or looked at me, you know, that way. And i I give you a story. Uh, Me and Sebastian Robinson, we we connected um, about a year ago. He was out here and uh, we met up at this little um, hole-in-the-wall diner and, and kicked it for a couple hours and talked and there was uh, a year where I quit playing basketball. wasn't really a basketball dude, especially organized basketball. And he even noticed that he stopped seeing me. I stopped coming to practice. I didn't play up at Stewart no more. I didn't play on Howard Street at that part. Um, I wasn't in the Regency. Um, playing ball uh, nowhere. He he didn't see me nowhere. I stuck to football, and the only reason I did is because I always thought he was was the cat in the hood playing basketball, and I thought if I couldn't play as good as he could, or if I couldn't beat him, I wasn't going to play no more, and I could never beat him, so I quit. But he thought I was good. Yeah, he 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 really thought I could play and I'm like, dude, I suck I was like, my thing is football and going back to the love of football this is how much I love football which I never really expressed to anybody except my family my immediate family right now I meaning my wife and my daughter and, and my in-laws I love the way the grass smelled when I was on the field the dirt and like I would literally That's a love. before, like oh, when I play defense before each play, Malcolm, I would put my face mask in the dirt.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, to it's... smell
6: the dirt before. I, I love playing.
3: I have a similar uh, feeling when I go to the movies and I smell popcorn. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, as close man, as I, I get.
1: Did, this is
6: Malcolm. I, I Detroit Lions. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I was gonna play
3: pro and play for Detroit Lions and help them get a winning season. Yeah, you knew it. <laughs> it was it was done. It was it was. Yeah, no. I mean, so, it, it, that, but that just that whole picture that you painted, everything right there, you know, just yeah. what exists. You know, what each person that's been on this podcast has painted a different picture of, of Flint and their their perspective. But right. yours yours is definitely more united um, uh, uh, front, I guess, more of uh, one of unity. Uh, family, yeah. friends, going the extra mile uh, for your friends—you yeah. know, having their back—and right. also passion. You know what I mean? There's so many different stories, and then you know when you when you when you hit on when you when you talk about you know your bond and the way you were you were viewed, and you didn't know how you were yeah. viewed, but also you know how you viewed others. Take take Joe Carter for instance. Uh, yeah, someone who I didn't I didn't know, and I, I just you know, laid it out. I told you his impression on me and how he influenced me and how his energy surrounded and would help, you know, it would help lift me up at certain times. I I wasn't always around, you know, around you guys that much, but in those few, you know, in those moments, you know, uh, his, uh, his presence, uh, was, uh, was, was something of, uh, I don't. It's no way I can really describe it. I was. It would just bring me, bring. I would feel safe around yeah. that dude. Uh, that's, yeah. the only, that's the only thing I could I could say. And the reason why I bring it up is, um, maybe you can tell us what happened with Joe, and how Flint ultimately consumed. You know, I guess you could say consumed him, so to speak. Well,
6: before I left. Uh, And when I say left, I uh, immediately, well, 30 days after graduation, I joined the Marines.
3: Yeah, I remember.
6: Um, So months, a couple months, I'd say six to eight months before graduation, Joe and I spent a lot of time together. He always would say that he wanted to be like me, but he never told me how and i'm I'm not saying this you know bragging on on anything on my part at all, but I never understood why he would say that where that was coming from, and he never explained himself um, and he would always bring up though the like the sports um me being good in sports and i know I knew I was good, but I didn't think of myself as being good because in every uh Every part of of being an athlete, you know. And I I always thought I could be better, a hundred percent better um, at everything. Um, but he always told me, he was like, "Oh man, Andre, I wish I was like you, man. You know, I, <clears throat> I want to be like you." And I and I always asked him, you know, what are you talking about? Like, like what's going on? And he always clown and joke, and we laugh, and then it, it was pass but. Um I remember him saying he wanted to leave home just just to get out of Flint. He's like he just wanted to do something different. So then I end up leaving, joining the Marine, I find out that he was supposed to go, um, uh, I I forget where it was, uh he was supposed to go to school down South or somewhere he was going, he was getting prepared to go to school, go to colleges. And then I get the news that he passed away and I'm like, nah, it can't be Joe. Joe ain't passed away and I'm still in the Marines. I'm, I just literally got to my unit only a couple months in North Carolina and, uh, then I find out what happened. And I'm hearing that it was a suicide. And what I know of Joe, there is no way it's a suicide. It, the the, dra- the most drastic thing Joe would have ever done would have probably stayed out late. And, and came home like in the wee hours of the morning or something like that 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 would have been the the, the most deviant thing that he would have done or or something that would have made his parents worried he, I don't he wouldn't have contemplated or plotted any form of suicide at all um, and then to hear the rest of the story when I got back home which my unit, My commanding officer was, uh, gracious enough to allow me three days extra leave to to come back home because of the situation. Then hearing that someone actually set him on fire, that pissed me off so bad that where I didn't, I had no idea what I was going to do, but I literally, uh, jumped in my parents car, didn't know where I was going, didn't know what I was doing. Started looking for the people that did it. Didn't know who I was looking for, but that's how upset I was. And then to go to the funeral, it's like I couldn't stay. I walked in, I sat down, and five minutes later I had to leave. It's like there's no way I, I could have stayed for the funeral. And again, leaving the funeral, and nobody knew, none of my classmates knew this, but after the funeral, I left again. Driving around, trying to see who I could find to, to get uh, some, some justice for what had happened um,
3: yeah it's, it's a, like that's tough
6: it's, it's yeah, yeah, and it's why, and I still haven't gotten over that, you know it still it still bothers me today and then but to see all the people that Joe influenced and all the people that loved him um, all the people that he knew I, I had no idea Joe knew so many people as a teenager yeah. I had no idea meaning other teenagers and adults I had no, no idea he knew that many people
3: it's a, it's a, it's a tragic tragic story that uh That is haunting and still res- resonates to this day that happened in yeah. uh, uh, nineteen i believe nineteen eighty seven where uh yeah for whatever reason Joe went t- to behind a uh a school well outside of his neighborhood and according to police, doused himself in gasoline and uh set himself ablaze. And all the while, this is the type of athlete. I talked to the police. I talked. Yeah. I went to yeah about the, ten years ago or so. Um yeah. I, I have file footage of it as well. I have uh, interviews with the with the uh, with the police. Um, right. Th- th- this is how strong Joe Carter was. Uh, uh, after being set on fire, he ran door to door asking for help while while being yeah. on on fire, right? And right. no one would open the door. Um, and you know he's running, you know, quarter of a mile, half a mile, finally, yeah. finally collapses at this bar. And the whole time, he's telling people that someone someone did this to him. I mean, his, his
6: right. That's, I remember hearing that. Yeah. His
3: dying declaration was that they, they quote unquote they did this to me, and yet it was ruled right. a suicide, as if yeah. as if his voice, his his his, his anything that he said uh, uh, didn't matter. Uh, right. You know, again, it, this happens time and time again in the hood, in many neighborhoods where uh, uh, something injustice has happened. A lynching has right. happened, and uh, it's just swept under, under the rug. I mean, even his own mother, his yeah. own mother was at the hospital to receive him because she was a nurse in the ER and received him and didn't recognize her own son.
6: Yeah, I remember that, yeah.
3: Tragic. So, I mean, yeah. that, that, that story in itself, and you know, as, as we continue on this podcast to paint the picture – of Flint Michigan, and Flint isn 't Flint because of the people because of 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 of, of you know you're just saying that, that there's bad people and there's pimps and there's gangsters yeah. out there. well what caused that? You know what i mean yeah. what what created that environment? you know what I mean what, what you know what led to um, the countless other uh, murders and crimes in Flint, Michigan, even today. 2016 what's going on with the water crisis think about what that's doing to the kids the children excuse me the children right now think about the deaths that are going on someone else's friend is dying or someone else's friend is being murdered right now right someone else's son is being taken away or daughter uh just because of that that environment you know, and that's yeah. that's just one of the stories, and that's one that, yeah. that 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 affected us directly, and still affects us today. Yeah. And, uh, and like you said, you're you know, you still haven't haven't got over it. So I mean,
4: I mean, it's not something you really get over.
3: No, because it, it's, it's it's justice has never yeah, it's you know, and I don't even know what I I don't even know where to begin or end. That's one thing that uh far as with the evidence that's one thing right. that i couldn't and i i dug deep i've 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 got a lot of uh, hours recorded with interviews i i could not connect the dots on on you know what led him to the school what led him out of his house um there yeah. there different rumors but i you know we couldn't pinpoint on any suspects Suspect or right. suspects I don't know if you ever heard anything, but i't don't, I don't know
6: well i, I I'm, and I don't remember who I heard it from, but supposedly it was um a, a girl he was seeing or wanted to see or a girl that wanted to date him, and that was the reason he left he had gotten a phone call. Um, and supposedly it was a, a white girl that that he was going to see, and she was um, the niece or the daughter of some congressman or something.
3: Uh, again, let and me he, let, let's just say allegedly. Um, and, allegedly, and, and, yes, yeah. and I I I've heard that as well. I think I think it was an yeah. assistant. Uh, district attorney, or or a judge, or or something to that. Yeah, so, somebody, like that, someone yeah. political. This is this is what I've heard too. And and again, that's allegedly that's what right. it was. And again, you have to think now if you live in this this era, this 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 time period. Of course, interracial right. dating is is up in, it's in the forefront. It's no big deal. You see couples right. from all different races, religions. Um, it's, it, but when you, when you go back to a certain time period and not too long ago, yeah. I mean, pe- some people right. may look and be like, Oh, you guys are old or whatever. You know what I mean? But it was back in the day or something. It really wasn't yeah. that long ago. Uh, nah. you know, that, uh, it, you know, not only was it frowned upon, but it was a death sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and if you, if you, um, you know, had an affection with someone outside of your race, you better not go on those dates alone. You better not go in those hoods no. alone. I mean, we would go up to Mount Morris. We'd go up to Mount Morris. Mount Morris was... was yeah, you know.
6: Oh, man. We
3: yeah. would go to Mount Morris, Michigan, and we would be... This is a completely white area, right? And the girls yeah. were out there. So a lot of times, sometimes we would, we would go. I mean, that's just... Yeah. You know, you go. You, that's what you do. But we wouldn't yeah. go alone. You know what nope. I mean? We wouldn't go to Burton. We wouldn't go to... Different areas, and this has been said, I think, unanimously on the podcast. You don't travel alone. Mm -hmm. You just, you just, no, you don't. You just didn't do it in Flint. You don't go to the north side of Flint alone. You know what I mean? No, even,
6: even, even uh, in pairs. You, you, you. Sometimes on the north side, you have to go deep, like six.
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. If you if you went to the car wash, there was a time when, when when people would hang out at the car wash. That was a big spot. You'd be chilling, right? But you would go deep. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So whatever. If don't don't go- don't
6: go deep, and you all light skin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you see, I this <laughs> I said this on the last podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, you you got to
6: have at least one or two brown, caramel, dark brothers with you if you all light skin looking like the silvers yeah you're going to get you're going to get tested
3: yeah it's funny it's funny because uh later on later on in in after i got out of high school pretty much my whole crew was light skin and yeah. I, I remember this other crew came up to us one time and you know we didn't have beef or nothing but i remember they got right. they were pissed about something and they was like man how is it all y'all light skin motherfuckers is running things yeah <laughs> and they, they was they were they they weren't too they weren't too happy with the the crew i mean I, my crew pretty much composed of you know whether you're puerto rican uh yeah. la- latinos uh you know yeah. there's was it, a mixture of us uh, there's no yeah. doubt um, uh, not any specific leader in our crew we just we just we ran deep and uh yeah right. there were a lot of uh a lot of light skinned brothers in that crew, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I that. mean, what, what what do you? I mean, you hit it on the head. I mean, what, what led Joe to to, you know, if I could just get back on that, what led him yeah. out of the house? What led him to go solo in the middle of the night? I mean, I've I got no idea. I've, I, I just I you know I I've looked at the footage. I've I've listened to the audio and I, yeah. I do keep coming back to that same rumor that yes. that uh, allegation that um uh that that there there was a uh someone involved that lured him uh to that uh that fateful spot uh now and- be,
6: not necessarily just being a man but just a male now it Back then, um, the the cast that I was, you know, I was tight with a lot of people, and and not to to get off subject too deep, but there were people I was tight with, but weren't tight with me. That if they needed help, meaning the homeboys, I would, you know, if I could, I would get up and go give them a hand. Now the people that I knew were tight with me, uh, yourself, your brother, um, even, uh, uh, your cousin, Fred Stone, uh, cats like that. Kevin, Kevin Dixon, um, Arthur Wilson, uh, people like that, you know, that I was really, really, really tight with that. I grew up like cats that I grew up with since kindergarten. If, If the homies called and they needed something, I would try to be there, the only other reason being a male would be a little female a young lady I'm interested in, or somebody I know that's interested in me
3: and that's when you would step out
6: yes, other than that, it's like you no know, i'm I'm not and I know Joe's the same way, it yeah. would have been the same way, you know it's like i'm not I'm not gonna risk um Getting in trouble. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, Cause at that time, as far as I know, Joe still didn't have a car yet. Or his. They had two cars. I think his dad was gonna give him one of the cars. Yeah, he
3: was using one, or he had one. Yeah.
6: And but to to the the way I grew up, dude, it was like I was you know, another reason I didn't get into a lot of trouble is because. I didn't want to get in trouble by my parents.
1: Yeah, he's
6: like, "Dude, do you know?" He's like, "Do you know?" What my mother would kill
3: me. Yeah, my, he's like, "No, I'm not doing that." I said, "I said that many a times, man." And my, you know, I, I, I didn't need the heat from my old man. And I yes. believe me, I, I, I lived with my grandparents. So I mean, it's, yes. uh, yeah. It,
6: no, I, I remember just jumping off a little bit. I remember the
3: the the Riddle brothers fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! In
6: the back room.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it go down. It go down. But I mean even, <laughs> even still though, I mean, you know I mean, yeah, yeah, to your point, um yeah. you did not want to whomever it was, whatever your your, yeah. your structure was in the household. Um right. my dad was always close by. I lived with my grandparents, no doubt. But uh, uh each 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 area in Flint at that time, everyone um I mean, I, I would catch hell from, you know, if I, if I messed up in the hood, I'd catch hell from Vic's dad. You know what I mean? So we knew. we, oh, yeah, we yeah. we knew. But with Joe, like I said, he had both parents, both yes. parents in the house. Yes. And they were on top of him. I mean, as far as chores, all the research I did. They, they, I mean, his mom would even pray with him. They would pray yes. together.
6: They prayed together.
3: You know what I mean? There was
6: no, there was no animosity in the house um, toward either parent or from either parent. Oh. So I mean,
3: this is I this, mean, this is based off my research. Uh, his his that uh, would lead him to commit suicide in that manner. Uh, it just it did not. It still does not add up from from the yeah. res- research that I've done.
6: And how, I mean, especially? Like, how many suicides are done by
4: fire? Like, very rarely. You know, it's usually for religious re- reasons too, or something like that. There's yeah. usually something else behind it. You know, um, it's not really for suicide like that. Just it's no. extreme. Yes,
6: you know yeah. the only ones I know to do it is the the homies, the Tibetan monks.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, there's and, been a few other incidents, and, and there's there,
3: there's stuff like uh, you know, like the mob. Well, different, uh, not so much mob. The the uh, what are the cartels and stuff do stuff. But yeah. I mean, it's so extreme and so full of hatred for their enemies. Yeah. That's uh, that's something is especially what we know today about crimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. What we know today about crimes, when you see someone who's been sh- riddled with bullets or stabbed so many times, you know that, it, that it's someone that's just out of anger and hate towards that individual. So, I yeah. mean, we, you know, it's, 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 it, it is a tragic, tragic yeah. uh, story. But again, you know, like I said, w- within a community, and again, right. we're painting a picture of a community that does have both parents in the mm-hmm. in the house we're we're, yeah. we're we're painting a picture of an area meaning the south side of flint um and i would love to get some brothers and sisters from the north side to call into the podcast but to but yeah. we're, we're, we're painting a picture where is whereas you know th- there is structure there's just a lack of of resources you know, whether it's right. we've joked around whether it's dojos, whether it's football equipment, whether it's education, whatever. But I mean, in Joe's case, uh, the family um, unit was in, in structure was 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 present. He had a yeah. family unit of f- friends that admired him, uh, a coach, yeah. a coach that was devoted to, to him and yeah. uh, and and was had goals to, you know, was going to go to college and. You know, yes. live, live a life and wanted to get leave Flint. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, someone who won't commit is going to commit suicide. You know, that's usually not, uh, they, it's, it's those, not those aren't on. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. the profile.
6: No, it's definitely not. Nope, makes no sense. It's definitely not. It, it, that you. I mean, there's there's no signs of depression. Um, there's no signs of him uh, withdrawing from friends. You know, keeping to himself, he he still uh, even me being in the military, I still, you know, kept in touch because I was only in North uh, Carolina, so I wasn't I was only a fifteen hour drive from home anyway, and I still kept in touch with some of the homies plus my family still being in the neighborhood, my my older brothers and sisters, and then uh, my parents at that time were still alive, but I, so it's like knowing. What I know of how he was back then like, was to that, hear to hear someone say it was suicide. Yeah, it's it's instant, automatic comes to my mind. Someone did this to him. You're covering up something.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's it, I mean to this day it still ruled that, and it's there's you know it's it's one of those things that we know in our hearts that uh, it's not true. And we knew right. then, we knew then we, you know, I remember my dad organized a protest and right. I, I remember, um, you know, I, I remember shit was on the brink. Like brothers right. and sisters were up in arms at that time, yeah. but even still, we we still powerless. You know what I mean? We We still right. didn't have a voice. And just like today, 2016 with the water crisis the people of flint michigan still don't have a voice and there're still right. people dying to this day and uh you know unfortunately you know we have to we have to keep talking about whether it's uh, you know whether it's stories like this yeah. or current stories we need to keep those conversations in the forefront and 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 yeah. and, and, and 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 hopefully uh, you know Someone will pay attention uh, If right. not we, we may have to take We may have to take matters Into our own hands And I think that's what Flint yeah. Michigan really needs to do We need we really need The people The people need to take Take back Flint I don't uh, You know I don't know I, yeah. you know I can't figure out how But God damn I mean It's yeah. decade after decade Decade after decade You know what I mean yeah. Shit hitting the fan I mean so much So people leave I mean you left Flint you, I mean, you, yeah. I, I don't know if that was a determining factor of you leaving Flint for, for you know, for L.A., for Los Angeles. But, uh, you know, you, you, you broke out. A lot of us left. I yeah. left, I left uh, you know, a few years later. And uh, I know a lot of, lot of cats from, from, from our, our area did the same just because yeah. we knew that ultimately the city would consume us. I mean, right. you, you would just do the right. math and, and, you know, you, you could, you could come from the good home. You could, you could right. come from structure. Again, we, we talked about it on the, uh, the last podcast. You could even know better, but eventually you start doing things and start, yeah. start seeing things in a different way and maybe act in a different way. And you just, you, you, you really need to rethink because eventually sometimes that environment has a way in and, and creeping into your own psyche, and mm-hmm. uh, and influencing you, or just consuming you. So it's it's yeah. it, it it is a tough tough road traveled. Um, but yeah, you're out in Hollywood, and you know me, you and I connected. Yeah. You, you and I connected what uh, uh, a couple few years, a couple years back. I do these events. Out in Hollywood, where we help uh, help raise money for people with uh, cancer, and, and this is this is a testament to you, right? I haven't spoke, I didn't speak to you, I haven't spoken to you in, ye- I don't know, the longest amount of time. I mean, outside of right. some social media, but far as yeah. far as like picking up the phone or seeing decades, right? Right. I, you know, I was. I think I was in a, a pinch. I think I needed to pick some some wine up or something. I, uh, yeah, I think I. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I had I'd, a couple I, cases of wine you needed picked up. I was more than a couple, but it was. It, it, yeah. I was flying in, and I knew that the risk was high that I wouldn't make it there to the distributor to pick it up. And I remember my brother said, "Call Dre." You know what I mean? And I'm like, I haven't talked to this brother. You know what I mean? What you know? It's you know. It, this is, this is like a lot of responsibility. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it, And it goes back to what you just said about Joe and what you said about yourself, what you did for the right. homies. Like, I literally just contacted you, and you were like, it's good. Don't even worry about it. You know, this yeah. is from coast to coast trying to set up an event. I didn't even have to, I didn't have to worry about any of that. I got to L.A. You had everything under control. And, yeah. you know, we did the event, we raised a bunch of money, you know, a couple, few million dollars for for cancer, yeah. for the Concern Foundation uh, and Param- uh, on, the, on the Paramount Studios lot. And uh, yeah. all was always well with the universe. But I mean, like, man, just true to your word, you came through like at, at that moment. And right. I didn't you know, we didn't have to have contact. You just you just you just did it because you did it for the homies.
1: Right. I you
3: telling yeah. Me this. yeah. 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 I mean, you, you, I mean, that, that shit. And still, we, we did the event, what, last year? And we're getting ready to uh-huh. do the event. Check this out. We're getting ready to do the event this year. It's going to be three homies from Flint, Michigan. <laughs> right. Uh oh. Three at this point. At this at this at this point, three. It may it, it may snowball.
4: You never know the crew might get more deep. If yeah, it's yeah. Six of you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We may have
3: to Yeah, that's true. Miriam listens and learns. Yeah, yeah. But bring but, the right shoes. That's right. The Stacey Adams. Um, yeah, but but hey,
6: it, not not to jump off, just to say this real quick. Do you know I have a pair of Stacey Adams um, from the seventies?
3: Yeah, that's... literally
6: literally could be could be older than that.
3: Vintage. <laughs> yeah. Vintage. My my
6: grandfather had these Stacy Adams when before I was born and when he passed away I inherited the, the Stacy
3: Adams, and I still have them to this day. Still yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you can you can rock Stacy's. My my brother is a is a fan of Stacy St- yes. Stacy Adams for the old players. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I you can yes. still you can still go into what is it DSW Shoe yeah. Warehouse? Yeah, and see uh, yep. see uh, see. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by the DSW Shoe Warehouse. By the way, uh, the. the uh, yeah, I mean, you can still Stacey Adams. You know, it's player shoe. Let's just keep it real. Oh, right. Ain't nothing wrong with a yeah. pair, of, of Stacey's, you know, in your wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, when I think about that, and I think about three brothers from Flint, Michigan, uh, in Hollywood, the same time, uh-huh. the same night, to raise money uh, for uh, uh, for for cancer research uh, with the yeah. Concern Foundation. I mean, that that itself is a Is a hell of a story uh, when you you know giving it some thought, and you think about what's going on in Flint, Michigan, and how Flint needs help, but yet Flint is coming to Hollywood to help. (laughs) So I mean, that's that's what's up. And yeah, yeah, I do appreciate you, uh, you know, you uh, helping out again uh, this year. Oh man,
6: you family man, you're like a little brother to me, bro. And and on that note, um, I don't know if you realize how far back our family goes. No, I don't. My my sister, Teresa, um, grew up with your uncle, Tommy.
3: Oh, yeah. My <laughs> uncle. Hey, I do have an uncle named Tommy.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so they, our and your your grandfather and my grandfather was like, I mean, they weren't like homies or kicking it, but I mean, they were on a, a first name basis.
3: I can believe uh, that.
6: With, where they would speak and and talk and some of the they had some of the same um, hanging buddies I like get, the same
3: circle. You know, I can believe that because that's just that, that's just the universe and that's also the community yeah. itself in a whole. I mean, when you yeah. if you talk about your grandfather, my grandfather, I mean, you, when you talk about Flint, right? Yeah. At this, at the time when it was booming with GM, whether it's us the fifties or sixties, seventies. Um, yeah. You know, that. that or, uh,
6: what was it called? It was uh, Fisher Body.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fisher Body. I mean, that plant is closed, yeah. long since yeah. closed. But I mean, anyone and everyone would migrate towards Flint, Michigan because of the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm X uh, lived in Flint, Michigan. You know what yeah, I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the Flint. I've said it before, and it gets a laugh, but I always say that Flint is the center of the universe. It really is. People yeah. talk about New York City, but, but you know, yeah, it's, it's, New York is big, and it's got the, everything going on, and we know what New York is. But if you look at what's going on in Flint, Michigan, man, just because what's going on in New York, as far as the, the, you yeah. know, Wall Street and all that and, and musicians and Broadway, that ain't everywhere. Yeah. What's going on in Flint, Michigan? It's going on everywhere, and it could it could it, any given town or city can turn into Flint. So a lesson right. lesson is 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 learned, and we need to pay attention about what's going on yeah. in Flint. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that we are that connected, uh, because that's yeah. just that's just the universe or or God at play, and uh, right. and I accept that. So I accept that truth. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're going to we're we're going to we're going to definitely uh hook up in Hollywood. And you've been out you've been out in Hollywood for a minute. I know one of the, one of the listeners told me to told me to ask you about some strong Nigerian story um uh out that you you have uh, uh when you were when you moved out to Hollywood. You does that ring a bell?
1: A strong Nigerian.
3: Yeah. My brother <laughs> Trey told me to ask him. To so mm-hmm. ask him about the strong Nigerian. Okay. I have no idea what that meant. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Take him a second. I
6: forgot all about man.
1: <laughs> we, <laughs>
6: me and Trey was doing something, man. And I think, um, man, it might have been at an old job of mine where I worked with this cat from Africa. And um, I forget. Me and Trey, Trey was. Picking up something for me or picking me up, or something was going on when we, we linked up. And um, the dude had a confrontation with somebody else and they were arguing. And the guy told him that he was like, I'll put you on your back. You know, I knock you out. I do this or whatever. And the Nigerian cat, well, I don't think he was Nigerian, but <laughs> uh, because Trey started it off like that, but he was like, No! You cannot, because I am stronger than you. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, he, like his whole, man, he was like another dude. Like, it wasn't even the same cat no more. It was like the, the, the ancient spirits just went inside him, and he transformed. I, I had never seen that cat. His voice was different, and he was like, you could tell he was serious. He
3: was Nigerian. Dude,
6: dude backed up, yeah. got in the car, and left.
3: Yeah. He thought about it.
6: He thought about it.
3: <laughs> he, he gave him a, gave him a stern warning and defined himself. He defined Ooh. himself, and through his voice, yes, through the power of his voice, halt! Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. crazy.
6: man, oh. that that was me and Trey have been in some some crazy, like little funny funny stuff going on. I, I give you another story. I think uh, it was one of them days when you and Trey had fought. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you left. You just bunked out. So it was uh me, Trey, Terrence Thomas, your grandmother and your grandfather left back at the house. Uh your your pops told Trey he couldn't leave until he got there. Oh. So he Trey needed to stay until your pops got there. You left and was doing your thing. We in the back, man we telling Trey, stop spraying all this damn cologne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trey <laughs> sprayed like eight different colognes.
1: Yeah, motherfucker. So few your
6: grandfather 30. started yelling. He started yelling Trey's name. He's like, dude, your grandfather called me. He's like, oh man, don't worry about that. He's like, hey, check this out. How did it smell? And he sprayed it in my face. I'm like, dude, come on. Is just like, it stinks, man. It's like everything you got stinks, and you're spraying it all, and it really stinks in
3: here. Your car. Fr- your <sighs> your
6: grandfather Pull. called him again. <laughs> Trey still don't answer. I'm like, dude, you better answer your grandfather, man. He's like, what, granddad? I'm like, dude, you better go see what he <laughs> wrong, man. I'm yelling back. He's like, ah, and he's still spraying cologne. He sprayed. Blackfell, gray flannel, colors, Dakar, yeah. Uh Gray flannel. Some cool water, something, some <laughs> aqua, something, aqua bell. It was crazy. Also, everything he was spraying. He was even spraying your grandfather's stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you need to quit. Once again, Trey? He's like, what, granddad? He's like, what you're doing? He didn't say nothing. Call Trey again. Trey left. Come back. Asked us if we was hungry. But yeah, we're always hungry. But we're not hungry. Trey left. Come back. He opened up a whole pack. Now you know about opening up <laughs> something and, and cooking or using the whole thing. And don't ask. He opened up a whole pack of hot dogs and started boiling them. We didn't even know he was doing it.
3: Yeah, that's even frowned upon today. Woo. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Okay, but Granddad didn't even see that yet.
6: <laughs> he, he, but he's still calling Trey. He's like, Trey. Trey's like, what? He's like, what you back there doing? Like, we ain't doing nothing. We just talking. He said, you must be doing something. He's like, no, Granddad, we ain't doing nothing. He's like, you doing something. And he didn't say <laughs> nothing. And Trey left. Came back. A couple minutes, it might have even been seconds. He yelled Trey's name again. This time he say, "Trey, what you back there smoking?" I'm like, "Oh, dude, this time for us to go." <laughs> Trey's like, "We ain't smoking nothing." He's like, "You must be smoking something. <laughs> I smell smoke."
3: It's a, <laughs> a lot of back and forth. Like it was man, yeah. and we we just
6: sitting there like, damn.
3: <laughs> waiting for Wait, it to do go we down. Sit
6: down. Yeah, or do we just leave? So we just sitting there and then finally granddad come back to the room. He's like, Charlie, what you back here smoking? He's like, nothing. He's like, Do you see any smoke? He's <laughs> like, It ain't what I see, it's what I smell, and I smell smoke. And then he kicked us out the house.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
6: like, man. That was like the craziest the back of man, that back and forth and it it probably lasted it's fifteen minutes. It sounded like before. it
3: <laughs> It actually
6: it felt like, like it on minutes. this end. And I'm like, dude, go see what your grandfather want, man. And then on the way out, we didn't even get the chance to eat hot dogs. Trey get cursed out for cooking all the hot dogs. And then we get yelled at because <laughs> we let Trey cook all of them.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was that was that, 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 that was always something. There was always something going on like that in Ooh, in the house In every man. in everyone's house in Flint, Michigan. I mean, there's so many different stories of families and the interactions. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's 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 tons of them, and, and and still to this day, I can imagine you know the stories that exist within the families of Flint and uh, yeah, and the obstacles and 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 the goddamn the stress that they're dealing with. Um, yeah. Right now, but yeah, no, I I appreciate you spending some time, uh, you know, time with us today and uh, sharing uh, sharing your no perspective, problem. uh, because right. I think it's yeah. important and you know it gives it gives this ongoing uh, saga, this ongoing, uh, you know, I guess story that I've I've been that's been unfolding on the podcast gives it another another right. perspective, uh, but a lot of similar things have been said. You know, a lot of similar things. A whole lot of dos and don'ts. Yeah, good are, lessons. Yeah, a lot of life lessons. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff, and you know, the, a lot of the stuff. You know, those dos and don'ts you want to practice by today's uh, standards. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think you have to roll six deep. <laughs> I don't think you have oh, to no, <laughs> at a no.
4: wine event at a fundraiser no. no I don't think you have to roll six,
3: <laughs> I don't think you have to roll six deep uh, these days uh, in certain areas of the U.S. but in certain places you do you know yeah in certain places of the world you do
6: yeah that's true now, I'm going to tell you I had uh, I got a homeboy here uh, that I, I have a privilege of calling him brother he has his own uh, bodyguard service yeah and he lives, he lives in Compton. And Compton, I so. had my sisters buy me a, a hat that said Flint across the top. So I wore it uh, to church one day, and he saw it. And as soon as he saw the hat, he was like, oh, man. He's like, dude, are you from Flint? And I was like, yeah. He was like, man, Compton ain't got nothing on Flint.
3: Yeah, no, yeah. It's I'm so- like. I've, I've wow. been, I've been to Compton, and yeah, it's a, I mean, yeah, it's a, Compton is definitely, a, you know, it has a, a, a very notorious uh, background, yeah. but uh, you know,
6: but to hear someone from Compton say that about Flint,
3: oh yeah, hmm.
6: it's like, well, and then uh, DJ Quick, yeah? DJ Quick said, Flint, he's never had as much fun anywhere as he had in Flint when he did his concept.
3: Yeah, I mean a lot of those cats rolled through Flint. I mean, I mean back in the day, Run DMC, Ice T, the Fat Boys at the Capitol. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of them cats rolled through. Flint. I mean, even Tupac. Tupac spent time with yeah. br- with Breed in Flint, Michigan. So, yeah. Man, um, uh, yeah, Breed,
6: MC Breed. Yeah. So but I mean, for them to say that Flint is the dopest spot. Yeah. You know that's man. I mean, it's like you know, on on each end of the spectrum, that, you know. The good, the bad, the ugly kind of thing. It's like you got cats that saying it's the worst, and then you got cats that saying it's the best.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's there's definitely some 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 good things, great things uh, about Flint, Michigan. But of course, they're overshadowed. Yeah. They're they're always going to be overshadowed by the bad and the ugly. Right. And uh, right. And especially what's going on now because there's there's really nothing nothing that can. Uh, you know be good about the current state of flint michigan and what what's being allowed by this country and this government to continue uh to happen in flint michigan uh so but you know we're going to keep talking about it we're going to keep telling stories about and dre i gotta wrap up so i i I, I appreciate you uh being on and i I, will talk soon because we got i got to work out some details and uh i'll see you soon as well
6: yeah so this you know this the third
3: year yeah that's what's up yeah, what, what are you yeah, asking? You asking for a raise or something? No, 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 I'm not.
6: You know. I
3: got you. I got you, you bro. Oh, you,
6: you, you had me when I I wasn't expecting it, bro. And I really appreciate that because I was just doing it on the strength. Yeah, I got you. You, you, you looked out for me, and I do appreciate
3: that. No, no, no worries. I was just, I was kidding anyway. But uh, yeah, no, third year. It's, it's gonna it, it, it'll be good. I'm still. Uh, Still gotta finalize some arrangements, but uh it'd be right. it'll be good to good to see Hollywood again. So Flint, oh, yeah. Flint Michigan will be in a house, no doubt. Yeah. All right, yeah. Dre. We'll we'll catch up soon. All right, brother. All right, thanks Bye. for calling. Later. Yeah, later. So that's what's up. Nice. Huh? Yeah. Different different completely almost a not really a softer uh perspective. Uh but it's 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 funny when you when you when you listen to Stone or you listen to EEC or S V point J. Um yeah, I'm using their AKAs. <laughs> <laughs> but when you see their different points of view yeah. and how they would see things or or saw things and, and continue to see things, mm. um it's yeah, it it, it 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 takes me back, in a lot of ways, but also you know it keeps me keeps me present as well, if that makes any sense. Meaning, I mean, all of them are basically talking the same language, you know what I mean? But different, little different experiences. Yeah. But then there are similarities with the martial arts, you know what I mean? With making do of what you have, you know what I mean? Uh, from from Dre playing football and being so influenced by the martial arts and sports and his, you know, his friends um, that balance, you know, that he found, you know uh, and ultimately him getting out immediately and he was done with school? Immediately, yeah, I do, I, I forgot about that but I do remember I, I, that part, I remember, I, now, that, now that I think about it it was, was as if, like, you know the leader of some crew vanishes in what it's like after you you see things a little especially as a kid child or teenager growing up uh but uh the uh at least you know my my brother's crew the uh the different perspectives where Earls was a little bit more aggressive so eec yeah. You know what I mean, and his his message was, you know, you know, get the fuck out. You know what I mean. Make no mistake. Different. Make no yeah. ma- mistake about it. You'll get eaten eaten alive in Flint. Mm. Um, Mike J's was uh, A.K.A. Stone. His was uh, his was uh, kind of the kind of both, but almost uh, comical in a way too. You know what I mean. And then uh, Victor uh, SV Point J was kind of like. Um, Dre's where his was, you know, he was always around his family and his friends yeah. and tried to walk this straight and narrow until he figured out that if he doesn't get out of here, you know, if he doesn't find a way out, that he would be consumed. And then when we talked about Joe Carter, where you take, you know, an, an all-star athlete, you know what I mean, the the the, the, the 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 son, you know what I mean, the the the, the, the best friend you know what I mean, the, the person that people would look up to where he was ultimately consumed by that very environment, yeah. devoured by that Literally. very, very environment, uh, and so much so that, uh, you know, his his legacy was pretty much breast, brushed aside, you know, s- somewhat... Uh, and I wouldn't say forgotten, but you know, they, they they'd rather stamp, put a, you know, put some other uh, spin on it, sp- yeah, label on it or, mm. or spin or 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 or, yeah, I mean, on it than than the truth itself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or at least you know, putting the, putting forth the effort to find the truth, mm-hmm. to connect the dots, you know. Yeah. It, it's weird, you know but it goes on it goes on all over it's going on in baltimore you know yep it's going on in, in, in yeah it's going on in compton it's going on everywhere i mean it, you you name it you look up it's going on so yeah it's, it's it, you know it's uh it's perspective yep and we we need to need to pay attention to what's going on in front of us uh it's a, you know it's I think it's important, right? Yeah, of course. Huh? Sure. Right, get on that mic. <laughs> I liked it though. Yeah, I like I, I liked I like visiting uh this uh again this um uh, I don't even know what to call it. This subject. Mhm. Yeah.
4: Subject matter?
3: Yeah, this this subject. I like visiting it. I like the reoccurring theme as well. Um not and not so much just for the sake of strolling down memory lane, but seeing the parallels and seeing what we can take away from it, what we can learn, and what we can build from it, and you know, I guess, I guess we will ultimately, uh, ultimately, we'll see, right? Yep. Hmm. Domino motherfucker. Yeah. Flintstones.
5: What up, M? Got me back at it, man It's for you, baby Riddle Films <laughs> Let's get it Yo As I ride through these ice-cold pothole streets Halo burgers on my mind, yo, I need something to eat You see my stomach spin growling for a couple of days A decent Uh, nine-to-five is hard to find around my way, But I'm a certified G, so I know how to hustle Uh Keep my head above water, yo, and stay out of trouble Mama tells me that I should take my ass back to my Get a degree, cause that's the only chance chance that that I got got. But I'm a hard-headed Negro, Uh, rather smoke weed, yo As a young boy scout kicked out from being a Weeblo I don't like a lot of structure, I'd be the first to admit it uh-huh. Now pass me that 40, yo, and let me hit it The this place from paradise, my friend Is in the shoes of a real Flintstonian Every day is like rolling the dice So that's the life of a real Flintstonian my situation is not so nice, but that's the price just to be a Flintstonian. Yeah, you gotta really be about that life just to survive with these crazy Flintstonians. Uh-huh. Cruising in my 7'4. El Dorado And it's so damn raggedy People know That it's me coming Now you won't have to find me nah. But my rim's still spinning My chrome is shining My wheel packets work more Than the whole damn car A little rusty here and there But my whip goes hard It may make a lot of noise When I hit a bump And every now and then Might have to start with a jump And Lou G's might laugh As I roll by I try to holler But shorties would rather walk Than ride They Whatever. sleeping on your boy But that was the. Last chance I'm about to hit the deja vu and get a lap dance I'd make it rain mommy but uh, I left my cash at home I'll be sure to snap some selfies with my cricket phone She started acting brand new like on, she's no longer with it Man pass me that 40 yo and let me hit it uh, The furthest place from paradise my friend Is in the shoes of a real Yeah. Every day is like rolling the dice yo, That's the life of a real Flintstonian My situation is not
1: so nice But that's the price just to be a Flintstoneian you gotta
5: really be about that life Just to survive with this crazy Flintstone, Yo, this the furthest thing from paradise I'm looking for a better life If I play it smart, I might get my cheddar right And possibly get out of this place No looking back to hood rats and hair hats Thug cats who sell crack And uh. I don't really want to see no more This jaded city, I ain't really trying to be no more nah, nah. But regardless to the zone I'm in Deep inside, I'll always be a flintstone uh. The furthest place from paradise, my friend, is in the shoes of a real Flintstonian. Every day is like rolling the dice, so that's the life of a real Flintstonian. My situation is not so nice, but that's the price just to be a Flintstonian. You gotta really be about that life just to survive with these crazy Flintstonians. Flinttown, what up? 1519. Church Street, baby, Wellington, Beach, Saginaw, Lippincott, Detroit, Dayton, Sloan, yeah, always be a Flintstonian, baby.